Morning. All right. For those few who may not know, I am Michael Schamberger. I'm associate pastor here. Pastor Stephen is uh, probably on his way back now, but he's been fishing down at the Outer Banks this the last part of this week and this weekend. So uh, that has given me a break from him, which is always welcomed. <laughs> I hope that was recorded. <laughs> anyway, if you guys would uh, sing an old song with me, I would appreciate it. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ears, the Son of God discloses and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known he speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet the birds hush their singing and the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known. Amen. Well, today, uh, I told Stephen that I was going to share my testimony about my surgery and um, the journey with God before, during, and after. So uh, that's what I want to do uh, today. Uh, I have my notes but I think I'm going to kind of play it by ear and use my notes as needed. Um, so before I found out um, that I had the uh, mass on my right kidney, 
um, I was just moving along with uh, life and, you know, just enjoying life. My relationship with the Lord was good. Um, you know, there were issues that, you know, always need to be dealt with, but life was good. And so I went for a regular checkup, regular six month checkup. And when I um, got the blood work back, uh, they called and told me that one of them, one of the results didn't look right. And they wanted to send me to a nephrologist, a kidney doctor, to take a look at the functioning of my kidneys. So um, I was like, well, okay. And so went there and the um, kidney doctor uh, sent me to get an ultrasound. So... Uh, went to get the ultrasound, and while I was on the table, and the um, whatever the name of the person, I'll call him technician, uh, while he was doing what he was doing, I could tell something wasn't right because he was spending a lot of time over on this side, and when he checked the kidney on this side, he did it in about five minutes and was done, and then he came back to this side and kept working for about all together about 30 minutes. And I'm like, mm, something's not right here. So, uh, but I couldn't feel anything as far as uh, that goes. Uh, I just knew he was finding something. And uh, so, um, so when those results came back, uh, the nephrologist told me that, you know, there was a mass there and it was a large mass and they wanted to send me to get, um, uh, more imaging done and send me to a uh, a kidney surgeon, I forget, a urologist surgeon, something like that. So anyway, did all of that, uh, and the imaging taken with the CAT scan uh, confirmed what they were, had saw with the uh, ultrasound, but gave more definition. So anyway, um, around that time is when I initially sent out prayer requests to you all and uh, a bunch of other, my family and friends, um, and uh, started asking people to pray. So I, uh, one of the things I asked you all to pray about and to pray for was my urologist surgeon, uh, who at that time um, was Dr. Grevy, and he was with um, Pinehurst Surgical, which is at the hospital where I, that's closest to where we live. And um, so Dr. Grevy, when he saw uh, the imaging and everything, his plan was he was going to take out all of my right kidney and um, take out the mass. And uh, he was going to cut me open. So um, it was like, well, okay, you know, that's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. But I had asked you all to pray, and other people were praying, and uh, of course, me and Cynthia. And three days before my surgery, uh, he called me, and he said, Mr. Schamberger, he said, um, you have been on my heart all week. This was on a Friday. And uh, he said, you've been on my heart all week, and I cannot get you off my mind. And he said... I've been thinking that technically we could do your surgery here at Pinehurst. He said, but Duke can do it better than we can. And if you don't mind, I would like to refer you 
to Duke. And I said, that is fine with me. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. And uh, so he, he uh, said, well, I'm going to um, send a referral and you will uh, hear back from them um, once they get you set up. And so um, he did. What was the interesting thing was I waited. I know I waited at least a week. It may have been almost two weeks. And I never heard anything from Duke. So I got on the phone and I started calling, trying to find out where was I referred to. So uh, to make that part of the story somewhat shorter, I found out that I was referred to a Duke clinic in Raleigh. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's not, I'm supposed to be referred to the hospital, the Duke hospital at Duke University. And so um, the lady said, she said, well, oh, and the other thing was, had I stayed at the clinic with the, the, the doctor at the clinic, they weren't going to be able to see me until the middle of September. And this was in third week of July. And I'm like, no, I've waited long enough on this. Let's get this thing taken care of. So um, I called to the hospital, Duke Hospital told them the situation, and um, the lady, she said, she asked me several questions. She said, I think I know who you need to um, see, and she said, hold on a minute. So when she got back on the phone, she had connected me with Dr. Rampersaud's office. Well, I didn't know anything about Dr. Rampersaud, and uh, so come to find out that uh, he is probably the top surgeon in North Carolina and one of the top in the nation for doing the type of surgery that I needed to have done. And um, the goodness of God, right? <laughs> and so um, anyway, um, got connected with him, and he was able to see me the first week of August instead of waiting till the middle of September at the clinic in Raleigh. And I, so that was like another blessing. And uh, one of the things I had asked you all to pray about was small, uh, pleasant surprises. And so that, that was one of the pleasant surprises uh, along the way. Um, so met with Dr. Rampersaud, and uh, he presented with Cynthia and I with like three different options that we could go with. So um, what he said to us um, when he presented the three options he he said you guys choose so um, my wife who you know one of the things I've learned as a husband is listen to your wife you know so um, I didn't want to put her on the spot so I uh, watch your mouth Cynthia watch your mouth so not wanting to put her on the spot, I thought we were going to go home and discuss this, make a decision. And she was like, no. She said, let's, do, let's decide now right here. So uh, anyway, we decided to go with the uh, procedure that was the highest risk but also had the greatest possibility for me to have a longer life and a productive life. So um, one of the, the problems with my surgery was that the mass was over on this side, but it had grown across over to this side. And 
the main artery in your body goes right down the middle. And so it had gone over the artery. And the doctor said that it was um, approaching a very sensitive area of the top of the small intestines. And so um, the, that was two main things that was going to have to be dealt with. And there was a lot of other stuff. So, um, so he, um, I'm trying to move this along a little bit. He said that, uh, you know, the surgery would be very complicated um, and everything, but that he himself had done several of these surgeries in the past. And uh, so he was confident that it could be done, but, you know, we just needed to know the risk involved. So um, that was what we decided to go with. So remind me where I just stopped uh, at because I'm going to backtrack for a moment. So when I got the call that um, there was a mass on my kidney um, for the first couple of seconds, I, had, I couldn't time it for you, but just for a couple of seconds, there was this freezing of fear that gripped me, okay? And, but it only lasted, in all honesty, about, I'm going to say, two to three seconds. And right after that, there was this of overwhelming peace that came, that has stayed with me ever since. And um, I can't attribute that to anything of my own. <laughs> it wasn't anything. It was just God. And uh, so that peace has been with me ever since. And so the Lord gave me, um, after that, he gave me two scriptures uh, the first one is Psalm 138, verse 8, and I'm using the ESV version. It says, The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. And so the um, first part of that scripture, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. And it was just like <clears throat> realizing that there wasn't anything that was going to happen to me that was um, going to prevent God from doing whatever he wanted to do with me in my life before he was ready for it to be over with. And so that um, just gave me a real assurance of just being in his hands. And even before this, you guys have heard me talk just about things we were going through, that me and Cynthia were going through how that the Lord had let me know that I was in his hands, okay? I've shared that before. And then um, the second part of it is your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever, which it does. We just have to be reminded of that many times. And do not, the third part, do not forsake the work of your hands and with me being one of the works of his hands. The second uh, scripture that the Lord uh, gave to me was Psalms 119, Verse 132 from the NIV says, turn to me and have mercy on me as you always do to those who love your name. And it was just like um, when that scripture, you know, you read a scripture some, that you've read many, many times. And one day it's like the light bulb turns on. OK, that's the day I read that. It was like the light bulb turned on. And it was like, really, instead of, you know, that's written from the author's perspective 
to God. But it was like when the light bulb turned on, it was like the Lord was reading it to me, telling me that that's what he was going to do for me. And, you know, just the, uh, again, the overwhelming peace um, that just knowing that his goodness was going to be with me. Um, And uh, so anyway, those were the two scriptures that he gave to me. And from those two scriptures, one of the things that I really felt like the Lord, now it wasn't that I heard a word from the Lord, but I was just feeling in my soul and my spirit uh, impressed that the Lord was speaking to me and telling me, son, as you go through this process, don't seek me for healing. Seek me for me. Seek me for me, to, to walk with me, to commune with me, and watch me take care of you. And um, so that's what I endeavored to do. And, um, you know, as a result, I probably said this to a number of you who asked, but even as my surgery was approaching and getting closer, it was amazing to me. You guys would ask me, how you feeling? You know, how you, whatever. And I would say something like, well, I'm feeling fine. Because I never did, never did have any pain regarding this leading up to my surgery. And the other thing was, I didn't think about it a lot. <laughs> Usually when I would think about it, it's when you guys would ask me about it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's not that I never thought about it, but it just wasn't something that stayed on my mind. I was just do- doing life and it's like, let's get this date here and let's get this thing done and get it over with. That was kind of where I was. And... Um, so just this overwhelming peace was upon me, just an assurance that I was in God's hands and that he was going to take care of me. And um, so that's the way I uh, approached this uh, and went through it totally by God's grace. So what I want to do at this point is take a look at um, some of the answers to um, the prayer requests that I gave you guys starting with um, one of the first ones, which was praying for Dr. Grevy. So I already talked about that, um, you know, a little bit. But, you know, the fact that I just believe that the prayers of the saints working in line with the will of God moved his heart. Because he could have been a doctor who said, you know what, I'm going to keep this patient. I'm going to do this surgery and that's, yeah, that's the way it's going to be. And that would have probably been the way it would have been. But through God moving, it moved on his heart to refer me um, on to Duke, which worked out uh, for me because the result of the surgery was um, Dr. Rampersad was able to save over half of my right kidney. And um, so the goal was to hopefully be able to keep me off dialysis as I, you know, grow older and that type of thing. One of the uh, blessings that has come from it is uh, my numbers um, that I have um, gone back. I've seen my uh, surgeon for one follow-up. I go back and I see him this Thursday for a second one. And I've seen my regular doctor and I've seen the 
uh, nephrologist, my kidney doctor, since my surgery. And the, uh, again, testimony to God's goodness is that all three are uh, amazed at uh, my recovery uh, and how well I'm doing. And my uh, numbers from my blood work and other things that they're checking um, <laughs> are either as good as or better than before my surgery, and they were not expecting that. Uh, they had all told me that my numbers would you know, decrease uh, in quality, but my numbers have improved. <laughs> so, again, the goodness, the goodness of God, the goodness of God. Um, okay. I have, oh, here's the, the prayer request. If I can get my fingers to work. So let me quickly go over some of the prayer requests that I asked you guys to pray on. Um, so I ask that uh, you guys um, pray for Dr. Rampersald and his team. So um, that um, went very well. Now, what's happened to any of them personally, I don't know, and I probably will never know. But I do know this, that prayers didn't go up in vain. I do know that. So um, I appreciate you guys praying for that. Um, also, I ask that uh, you pray that appropriate anesthesia be given. One of the things I read about in leading up to my surgery was that sometimes patients actually know a little bit about what's going on during surgery, but don't necessarily feel it. I was like, I don't want to know anything. I just want to go out, and then they wake me up when it's over with and tell me it's over. I don't want to know anything. Well, that was successful, so that the Lord answered that prayer. <sighs> so another one, um, I asked about you guys to pray uh, about the surgery being done laparoscopically, but he did have to, Dr. Rampersaw did have to cut me open uh, in order to get the mass out because the mass was so big. Uh, the mass was, I think he said, seven to eight centimeters. So it was pretty big. Um, and the other thing, he said that it had been in me for over 10 years. And I'm like, exactly. I was like, what? Cynthia and I were blown away. We were like, 10 years? He said, at least 10 years. And, um, you know, I've had a number of, I mean, I can't tell you how many, I have been, I can tell you this, I, since I was in my late 20s, I have been faithful to have regular checkups. Uh, one of the things that my dad told me when I was a in my teenage years, and I actually listened to this uh, from him, and that was, he said, son, and he was talking about um, either he had a cold or I had a cold. I forget which one it was. He said, if you get on it before it gets on you, you have a better chance of defeating it. And so I really want to encourage all of us. Uh, this is kind of a plug for Jennifer's uh, health fair that they're having here. But I encourage you, you know, go get your regular checkups. You know, take care of your physical body, which is the temple of God. Okay. Um, 
one of the things that Dr. Rampersad's staff said to me, uh, they, and my kidney doctor said to me, was that for the overwhelming majority of people who have kidney cancer, there's no symptoms for it. And that the only way people find out that they have it is through regular blood work. I was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, that's, you know, I had this thing for over 10 years and um, no, it didn't show up until, you know, in the, you know, the beginning of this year. That's the early part of this year is when it actually showed up in the blood work. But um, that, I was just blown away with that. So I definitely do encourage you, you know, go get uh, your regular checkups. Take care of yourself. Um, pray that all cancerous cells be removed. That was uh, done. They, uh, the pathology report came back uh, when I went for my first follow-up, and uh, they said that I am cancer-free. So praise God for that. Um, another one I had asked you guys to pray was that everything would be sterile and clean, no infections would arise. That's an answer to prayer that was taken care of. Um, the tubes, um, I had told you there would be tubes that they would put in me. So, uh, tubes are a needed thing for certain situations, but whew, they, they are not easy to deal with. Um, so this Thursday, you guys can be praying. I go back this Thursday and get the third tube taken out. So I am so ready for that tube to come out. So ready. But I'm not looking forward to the process of getting it out. So be praying for me for th on Thursday. But I am ready for it to be out. Um, I ask that you pray that there would be no vomiting and nausea. I had no vomiting. I had a little bit of nausea the day after my surgery, like twice during that day, but nothing of any major impact. Uh, I've asked that you pray that my lungs would stay pneumonia-free. That was, has been the case. I ask you to pray that my urinary tract and bowel system would reawaken and perform normally. That's been the case. Pray that my kidney that is operated on will heal quickly and not leak. Apparently that is the case uh, because, and the reason why I say that is because my kidney functioning, when I went to my kidney doctor, my kidney functioning now is better than my kidney functioning before my surgery. Yes. Um, I ask you to pray for Cynthia and those who will be taking care of me to have grace and strength from the Lord. And that has definitely been true. Now, let me share a story. She shared something a couple of weeks ago uh, and about herself. And so I will share from my perspective. Uh, she has been an absolute champion and a trooper in taking care of me. Yes, she has. <laughs> um, she knew and I knew before the surgery, going into the surgery, that, you know, immediately after the surgery, you know, for a while, you know, she was going to need to basically take care of me. But until you actually get into that situation and have to experience it and do it, it doesn't hit you even though you know that it's coming. And um, so my perspective on it um, was there were – really, I just couldn't do anything um, for, 
on my own and by myself. Um, and so there were so many things that I wanted or felt like I needed, and I would be thinking in my head, I just called on her to do such. I'm not going to mention this. And then something would happen, and I had to call on her about something. And so from her perspective, it was like, I just did it, and he's already calling on me. And so we, you know, but I'm over here on this side of it, and she was over here on this side, and we were both trying to have grace and mercy with each other, and the Lord was helping us. But here's uh, what I really wanted to share about this was from the time I have known my wife, even before we got married, she has always been a person who would go to the Lord when stuff was going on and pray, and then she would come out victorious on the other side. So after my surgery, when we were back home, I guess I had, we had been home maybe three, four days, and just with her not having had much sleep and me needing as much stuff as I was needing her to help with, you know, she was getting frazzled. And um, I could tell she was getting frazzled, and I was praying for her. I could tell she knew that she was getting frazzled, and she knew something needed to happen. Well, my wife, being who she is and has always been since I've known her, um, she went and got with God. It was, I believe that was on a Saturday. She she went in the room, closed the door, got with God, and was, you know, I, I left her alone because I knew what was happening. When she came out, she was a different woman. She was a vic- she had the victory and she was ready to go. Well, that was just in time to catch me from falling off the cliff because. About that time, I was having some serious pain going on, and um, it it continued through the night and the next day for at least half the day, and um, it was just so severe and so hard that I was just like, I don't know if I can take this. It's just, you know, it was just, it was ongoing, it was severe, and it was sharp, and uh I was just, you know, about ready to go off the cliff in the discouragement, and she had gotten the victory, and so she was able to pull me. You know, I was able to pray her through. She was able to pray me through. So, you know, just the the ability of God to allow us to be there for each other and to pray each other through uh, was really good. And uh, so, anyway, um, pray that I will have speedy and full recovery. Uh, and suffer as little pain as possible. Well, I know I have suffered pain, but I have, from what I have heard that others have gone through, I've been through very little of what could have uh, taken place. Um, for finan- Pray for financial blessings, and a number of you have contributed to that effort, and I appreciate it greatly. Um, pray that I'll walk and exercise, uh, and I have been faithfully doing that um pray for god to be glorified in special ways he has been and so um you know kind of bringing this to a close here um one of the things that i have learned through this and i'm still learning is that it's good to pray specifically about things 
Um, when I created the initial email that I sent out to you guys with specific prayer points regarding my uh, surgery, um, it reminded me of when Cynthia and I were in college and we used to pray for salvations for people on campus. And we would pray specific names and for God to deal with them in specific ways. And God would. And he would answer our prayers and we would just be amazed, you know. And so my encouragement to each one of you is when you've got things going on, yes, pray, but pray specifically and ask people to pray specifically, you know. Don't, you know, general prayers are helpful, but if you can zero in on the target, zero in, okay. So I encourage you to do that. Another thing is, um, that I've learned and am learning is it's good to allow the saints, the body of Christ, to support you when you're going through. I'm not talking about being dependent on them, okay? But I'm talking about the support, okay, that, that is talked about in 1 Corinthians 12, okay? Um, we're not created to be by ourselves, to be an island alone. God has intentionally knitted the body together. And when we act like we're totally independent functioning, we're harming ourselves, okay? We, we're all connected. Um, people were praying for me from all over the place, many of whom I didn't know. And I also had the support of my immediate and extended family as well as the local community where we live and friends. Uh, <laughs> I would get uh, emails, uh, text messages, uh, and just messages from people uh, saying, so-and-so told me they're praying for you. And I'm like, who's that? You know. Uh, but anyway, it was wonderful. It, it, it really was. So um, sometimes I know you and other people would send my prayer request out to other people. They would put it on their church's prayer list, and it just went. And so um, it was interesting uh, hearing about different people in places that were praying for me and I'm like how did it get way out there but it was very good it's very humbling to be on the receiving end of love expressed by others pride has to be swallowed and hearts and hands have to be open to receive the blessings sent from God through people and many times we don't receive our blessings because pride is in the way um, last thing that I learned and am learning is that you all can cook. Uh, I did know this already from meals that we've had here at the church, but, uh, the meals that, uh, some of you sent to the house, uh, they were very good, uh, very diverse meals too, but they were all very good. Um, and so Cynthia and I really do thank you guys for your prayer support, your encouragement, your visits, the money and any and all other things that you guys helped us with. Uh, please continue praying for my full and complete recovery, as I have been told by several in the medical field that it will take weeks and even months for the inside of my body to fully return to its normal functioning. And again, a reminder that this Thursday I go to have the stent, which is the third tube, removed. And please pray for that process and my recovery from that. All right. So, again, I, I just, I'm very grateful for the Lord bringing me and us through. And uh, it's just, uh, it's been an amazing uh, walk, amazing journey. And God's faithfulness 
It's been so good, and uh, I just am very grateful. Let's pray, and we'll be dismissed. Father, we bless your name. We thank you for allowing us to walk with you, to talk with you, to commune with you. And the way that you speak to us, you confirm your goodness to us. And, Lord, uh, as your people, you have called us, Lord, by name. Lord, you've called us for such a time as this. You've called us for a purpose. Lord, your word says that you will fulfill, Lord, your purpose for us. Your love for us endures forever. And, Lord, you will not abandon the works of your hands. And so, Lord, uh, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness to each one of us. And we just bless your name. Go with us this week. Help us to be the effective lights and witnesses in the world to our neighbors, our family members, our friends, our coworkers, wherever we are, wherever we go. In Jesus' name. And, Lord, bless the families here in this church, whether it's singles or marrieds or people with children. Lord, just um, be with young and old alike and all in between. And we just thank you, Lord, for your love to us, your goodness and care. In Jesus' name, amen.